0: This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. They are pretenders among us, people who have mastered the ability to hide their pain, failures, struggles, and inadequacies in life. People who have the ability to mask their imperfections through material wealth and careers. In the last 20 years, social media has exploded and incubated these pretenders to grow in number and attitude. But one day in 2016, one of these pretenders broke away. This is his story. Hi and welcome to the show. My name is Jay and this is the Pretender Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to listen to the latest episode of the Pretender Podcast on the AfriPods Network right here in Africa. You can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Teacher, Spotify, Google Podcasts or your favorite podcast network of your choice. If you're listening to me for the very first time, I'm just a regular guy podcasting from Southern Africa and sharing my real life experiences with other people. My life is not perfect, and neither is yours. I am a believer and a Christian, and it helps keep me afloat. It never shields me or gives me any immunity from the challenges of this life, but I have the greatest treasure in life, and that is hope in Jesus Christ. When all else fails, that alone is my solid ground to persevere through this life. What is your hope based on? Check out more of my other podcasts and see what I have been through along with some of my guests. Hopefully you hear why you shouldn't give up in your life too. Now, I didn't know how to frame this, but I guess the best that I could do is borrow a refrain from the song Going Back by Phil Collins. I love this song because of its nostalgic theme. Uh, It talks about the beauty of being young compared to the challenges that come with being an adult. So um, the songwriter is speaking about uh, or being nostalgic about going back to that time when they were young and they were free and they were, you know, kind of not stressed with the difficulties of adulthood, or so to speak. I mean, I know the lyrics to this song by heart, but I certainly know that I'm not going back to being young or climbing those trees again. And I'm not actually referring to to Phil Collins' theme uh, here either. My sense of going back is really just how I feel life is taking me back to some of the spots I passed through the years back. Uh, like it's bringing me back into contact with people I kind of moved on from. Some experiences, uh, perhaps some aspects of my personality that I even left behind into, I'm bringing that back into focus. For example, you know, I kind of forgot how socially awkward I am, uh, around people because for the past five years or so, I kind of, uh, determined when, how, and who I meet or even spend time around. This, this kind of gave me a rare privilege of being picky, of times to be around people that spared me from really realizing how I struggle to fit in <laughs> or how I feel drained by some of these interactions. But before you think I'm such a weirdo or a geeky, nerdy fella, hold your horses. You see, when I'm around people, I'm averagely normal, and I've spoken about this before. I am I'm very relatable. I can laugh, chat, make jokes. I do genuinely smile and all those things. And for anyone who doesn't really know me, it is nearly impossible to recognize my struggle with doing those things. But in all honesty, I loathe it. I loathe all those social cues, questions, and discussions because mostly I have to scrutinize my every word, response, and comment um just not to have the unnecessary conversations that go on. For me it just seems like so much hard work. But then there's a catch to part of me <laughs> doesn't like the fact that I'm an I'm such an oversharer. I think it's like the worst part that I dislike you know about me being in public with people. Where I share so much about myself because generally, and and I'm not saying taking over conversations, but I want to have real conversations, and I I find myself leaning towards sharing my experiences uh, without realizing it. For me, it just feels very off. And after such conversations, I'm always asking myself, like, did I really need to say that? You know, that kind of a thing. It, It actually does make me socially feel socially awkward. So anyway, this year I have gone back to having to spend more time around people because of the opportunities that have come my way. Um, and I'm very grateful for these opportunities. Um despite the cost at which they come <laughs> because it's really a challenge to have to have these interactions. I've also gone back to do work in places I never thought I would be going back to. And this has allowed me to have the privilege of appreciating the attitude and the um, value of never burning bridges, because that's a principle I really stick to. No matter how bad uh, a situation, professional, personal, ends, never in my life do I burn bridges. Because in life, you never know when you'll be using that road again. So don't burn what might be the only way to cross that river. How you treat people, especially when moving on from relationships or these may be professional relationships, your job, your business, is extremely important. No matter what happens, you must always allow your integrity to stand out. Now, I know sometimes this is not always easy, as most exits can be very contentious uh, or acrimonious. But really, try your best to be gracious, stand firm, stay close to the facts, but not the emotions. You know, people have a way of remembering all these things years later. And I've also always believed in taking the loss sometimes uh, where this is concerned, but Just to make a point of why you're doing it, right? So you, you take the L, right? You just make sure you lay the facts right, but let's, don't let people misconstrue it for admission of error or of guilt. And if they can't reason enough, close the chapter to, I guess, move forward and stress the importance of moving forward with them or in that situation despite that agreement. Moving forward often involves going different ways um, and sometimes ending the engagement uh, or relationship. Um, Yeah. So when it comes to revisiting or resuscitating old relationships, both professional and business, it all becomes tricky for me at least because years have passed Changes have happened, people have grown, died, and become oblivious to, I guess, each other's existence. And obviously, this is no fault of anyone, by the way. It's, if you left your old place of work, or old client, or nature of business, sometimes the disconnect is necessary, and it's out of your control. Even if it's friendship, it's the same. And I, I did a podcast recently about the untimely end of friendships, but sometimes even natural progression like relocation can also contribute to revisiting these relationships. Like maybe your friendship suddenly ended and then for some reason or the other, you find yourself working in the same place, relocating to the same city or a different country and you meet each other. Sometimes it just allows you to reconnect with people like that, right? And this allows you to revisit even relationships you never thought you would ever visit. And with that increased frequency of interaction, obviously a chance at renewing these relationships can occur. So yeah, I've had to go back to some of these relationships this year, perhaps on different terms, but still. The transition hasn't been easy at all for me, but Aside from really being uncomfortable, perhaps even awkward, it hasn't been such a big deal. In fact, one of the greatest things I noticed is the change in me. The different perspective I now have. I have more maturity in a way. uh, But also I have the ability to see things in slow motion, if you like. You know, kind of see what is happening, where it's going and knowing how to respond, which... Five years ago, I, I feel like I, I, I couldn't do that very well. I've also been able to have a little more ability to kind of handle the ceremonial side of relationships and keep them to the point of like necessity. And, and I would say there ends my change. <laughs> Some things are still the same as they were. Like I still hate chit chat or small talk. And I'm yet to master the fake smile. People, you need to teach me that. <laughs> and I'm still kind of straddling the line of either or, you know, like either I do this or I don't. I say yes or I say no. There's no like middle line for me. Uh, I, I have sort of the, what you'd call maybe an all or, or nothing kind of engagement level in, in, in doing things. But the other change that I, that really happened, which crept on me so slowly is I'm enjoying flying under the radar in a professional setting, you know? I, I'm not really the speak first, lead out front guy anymore. Uh, I sort of mellowed and I like it. Um, it stood out for me though that people resented that, uh, attribute of me, like, before, I had this rawness, like I tell it as it is, call it as it is kind of nature. I took a lot of flack for it, you know. I was the for guy of the four guy. I was the aggressor, the black sheep. I was crucified for it many times, like the, the nature of being that person who spoke out first, who was standing up for what they believed and all that. I was crucified so many times for it. And honestly, I didn't mind. I cared and believed in myself so much. I also worked hard, by the way. I worked hard and sacrificed a lot to get stuff done. But that kind of thing worn me out. I was eventually worn down by it. And I would often wonder mostly why I wasn't embraced for the pure intention of it. And it bothered me. So this aspect of me in revisiting my old professional relationships has kind of uh, gone in the backseat, so to speak. Because over the years I transformed, I took my superhero suit, I took it off, packed it and threw it into the sea. I was ordinary now, ooh. And I did do it because I wanted acceptance but I did it because I didn't need to be that anymore. Um, I guess where my life is at, it wasn't worth it for me. I I didn't feel like it's something I needed to be. So it was quite the shock for me to learn in going back to some of these relationships that this attribute was missing. That guy who had that passion was required And it was also shocking in turn, I guess, for others to accept that I had not brought that along with me. The old me was needed? Wow. But that old me was gone. The thing that made me to be me was no longer here. It had changed. I had channeled it and learned to find other ways to express my passion. I was me, but in a different satisfying way that wasn't the same. It wasn't, it was strange for me to find out that what once made me resented was what was now desired, you know. I was fascinated by that development. And I can tell you, it did not flatter me in any way. I had found a good reason to change and it wasn't because of Pleasing anyone, and it wasn't going to be the reason now or ever to make that change again. Besides, right, I don't know where that superhero suit ended up anyway. (laughs) It's funny when you think of it, right? Like, I kind of thought of it like it's wanting a 15 year old version of you when you are now 30 years plus old. It is still you, but you're not the same. You might be even happier than your 15-year-old self at 30, but somehow we remember your happy-go-lucky personality at 15 and say we, we think we want that happier version of yourself. And I get it, though, right? The last time we maybe saw you or saw each other was when you were 15, and so we expect... To see that at 30 and maybe because we need that aspect of you in the relationship we we tend to expect it until we find it's not there. the change is unfamiliar even if we are aware it is also plausible it might occur we become oblivious to the changes people go through because of our own expectations for them to be or not to be what they are. I relate this experience of mine to when I get a new puppy. And I've had lots of puppies. (laughs) You know, when you get a new puppy, it's wild and trained and very energetic, pulling on a leash, jumping on you, even chewing your shoes. So I, I don't like many aspects of that behavior because to me, I feel like the dog's goal is to just destroy stuff on purpose to make me unhappy and give me tons of work cleaning up because it wants to irritate me. So so I go out and train it to sit on command, to walk on a leash, and not to jump on people. I train it to do all those things. And they are good. They're good things for, for the puppy to do. So the dog is now trained and and grown. It's no longer a puppy. It becomes more reserved and it control because it also, additionally, it also wants to please me too. Then, I miss that energy and natural instinct of the dog. And, and I start to say, what happened to the dog's energy? Now it just wants to sit and rest. It, it is pleasant and a well-behaved dog. But you also wonder where that personality went, right? It has grown and learned to reserve its energy, and I guess it uses it for better purposes. It's the same dog, but it behaves differently to what it was as a puppy. Yep, I deliberately went philosophical with my description of relationship changes because relationships are complicated, even professional relationships. And I found that going back to relationships... Especially out of necessity is a game of mix and match. What works for me won't work for you. But if you have to go back, which I believe you at some point in life, there's a good chance something fascinating might pop up for you too. So part of life right now is taking me back to these old relationships. Both business, professional, and relationships involve people. So this has been my experience. The thing I want to end with today is the aspect about going back that I actually enjoyed and appreciated. I mean, I did uh, enjoy the aspect about going back to professional relationships, going back to to business relationships or Personal relationships from long ago, but, but this one I'm about to speak about is one that I, I, I really, really appreciated the most. And I didn't realize I needed it so much. You know, life put me back into contact with my own family and siblings. Something that I recently lost, uh, because we had become estranged to an extent. And what often happens is you learn to adapt and live without your own family. Maybe you even accept you don't need them. The reason is usually because of the drama that is in family that it isn't just worth it, right? So it had been close to a year for me because with my siblings, we're almost non-existent. I had such a disconnect at this time that it obviously bothered me, but not enough to do anything about it. And I didn't exactly know what or how to do uh, or what to do about it, you know, how to go about it. So how did life take me back to this aspect of my life? Well, there's only one tried and tested method. Step in. Yes, you guessed it, death in the family. We lost our last surviving grandparent, uh, which broke the barriers for all of us. And it didn't fix the issues, by the way, but it opened the lines of communication. And isn't that all we need to just have these lines of communication open? I didn't realize how I missed each of these imperfect beings in my life. How that we have come through so much with them together through the years and yet we live like it didn't matter. It also helped me provide my children an experience that I just cannot buy with any amount of money in the world. And this Privilege And this experience is, I'm talking about is that they can have the opportunity of enjoying uncles and aunties and cousins and grandparents. You know, you can't fabricate blood. You can't buy these things from the store. And once they're gone, you can't get them back. You can't explain the joy of a relationship as best as experiencing and I think if it is in your power to do so, let your children have the privilege of saying, cousin, grandpa, grandma, uncle, auntie. You know what? I also appreciate living the experience of loving someone I don't always agree with or put, or put it this way, fighting with someone I love which is what we grow up doing in family with siblings uh, or sibling relationships. I don't like the way my sibling eats their meal or choose. I don't like how they make their choices, but I wouldn't ask for any other family if I had the choice. It is such a strange thing. I know family dynamics are different in every case, but those shared experiences, those struggles and triumphs alike just count for so much. Oh in all, I guess this was such a confounding process. Grandma had just died. But it was also good to get the family together. I mean, grandma was 87 years old. 87 years old. She was ready to go, man. I don't know if we have that much time left to reconnect with with family. Who knows if we have 87 years or 87 seconds. Even more importantly, grandma was never one to bring people together. (laughs) That's just the truth. She was a full-on diva her whole life. Both admirable and detestable at the same time, you know. But guess what her parting gift was? She brought us together when she departed. In a twist of irony, my grandma was going back to her maker and I was going back to the places that have really mattered in my life. Well, that does it for this episode of the Pretender Podcast. Please continue to send in your feedback on the contacts provided in the episode notes. Please remember to rate and review my show. And if you don't want to miss an episode, bookmark it on Apple Podcasts or follow my show on AfriPods, Teacher, Google for Android users, Amazon Music, and you will get your notifications every time I post an episode. Thanks for listening. This has been the Pretender podcast. I'm out. na Afripods.